Today, we're going to talk about the pandemic real estate wealth effect. Let's get into it. All right. Thanks for joining us yet again. Today, we're talking about the pandemic real estate wealth effect. And that basically happened between 2020 when the pandemic started and until early 2022. Uh, when the Fed sort of had to clamp things down with rate hikes and everything like that. So, uh, Tom, I know you worked with a lot of buyers who bought during the pandemic and they got a great rate and they got a home that was appreciating at an astronomical rate. Can you give us uh, an example of one of your buyers that sort of made it during that period? So I can give you, actually, the, this buyer's become a really good friend of mine, okay? He, he became a buyer, then a seller, then a buyer. Okay. So um, he was retiring from Seattle, and the Seattle market, as everybody knows, was crazy. He ended up selling his property up in Seattle, and he received over a half a million dollars more than he thought he was going to in selling the house. Wow. Came down to Tucson, Arizona, where we work in the greater Tucson, Phoenix area, and wanted to buy a house. He wanted to buy an existing house. Well, I had talked with him and I mentioned to him, you know, there's a development here that if you buy now and then go through the build process at the way property values are appreciating, you're probably going to be sitting on three to $400,000 of equity by the time the house is done. So no wonder he's your best friend. Yes. And so he was, <laughs> and then he was like very interested. And I showed him an example of how this happened. And he goes, okay, we're doing it. In the meantime, because he had so much cash, mm-hmm. he said, what if I bought an investment property, Tom? And I took that and I built that and then sold it when it's done to make some profit. I said, absolutely, we can do that too. So he was seasoned enough to take the equity that was built up in his home in Seattle over that period of time. And like I said, it was about a half a million dollars of just raw profit, okay? Utilize that money to purchase his investment property and then he had enough money left over to be able to buy his house that he's living in. Okay. Okay. In the same development. In the same development right across the street from the investment property. Oh. So he could watch it go up. <laughs> yeah, very So cool. there's an example of the wealth that was created during that period of time. The seller cashed or the homeowner cashed out as a seller, took all that money, mm-hmm. utilized some of it to buy an investment property. And then the other to buy his residence. Gotcha. When he sold the investment property, he split the profit three ways. He gave a third to his daughter, a third to his son, and they kept a third of the profit. The daughter went on to buy a condo in uh, Maryland. Oh, cool. Okay, so she works in D.C. Mm-hmm. The son's investing it right now. Okay. He's not ready to purchase a home. And the husband and wife went on a vacation to Hawaii and still had plenty of money left over. Nice. Yeah. So you left them smiling. I left them smiling. (laughs) And we're looking at another one. Gotcha. Okay, but the timing has to be right. Yeah. But again, the wealth that was created, there's so many people that have done this. I, I have another client that has bought three houses during this period of time. Um, They bought their first house when they came to Tucson from California. They lived in it a year. Then they said, we're going to make this a rental and we're going to buy another house. They bought another house. 
They took that equity, they refinanced out, made that a rental a year later, then bought another house after a year. So three-year period, right? Every yeah. year they're buying another house and making it a rental. Okay. After the third one, he's in the military. He got relocated to the East Coast. So they rented that third house out, and now they're living in the East Coast. And they have three rental properties here in Tucson, Arizona, all purchased wow. with the profit from the previous one. Wow. That's... Now, there's a loan with them. I mean, <laughs> sure. It wasn't so much profit, to, but, but the down payment. Yeah. And it was enough of a down payment where they didn't have private mortgage insurance. So they were able to build one on top of another during that period of time. Hey, everyone. We want to interrupt this episode to let you know that we are a Keller Williams Southern Arizona franchise. We are also realtors practicing equal housing. Now let's get you back to the podcast. Yeah. And, and we did ha talk about private mortgage insurance on a couple podcasts ago yep. with Sienna and, and went over what that is and, and when that gets eliminated as well. Yep. So this is a really good technique. And I think to have uh, it, someone experienced mm -hmm. guiding you through this, especially since you've been doing it for 40 years, it's uh, Rob, Rob struck gold with you, I think in that yeah. regard. <laughs> um, however, the, the idea of having uh, this asset that helps you build the generational wealth that we talk a lot yes. about on this show yes. uh, to to go to your kids or to your next of kin yep. and, and they become wealth holders. So you're going to buy a house and your net worth becomes very great at that point and you have an appreciating asset over time. Yes. And now I don't think – Necessarily, people will go year after year with enough money to to put down a huge down payment. It might take a few years, uh, given the trajectory of the current market. Yeah, this right? was a window in time yeah. where had you been working with an experienced real estate agent who understands this, you could have built some really – you could have had a super foundation yeah. of generational wealth built. Um, kind of like when Tesla yeah. first started out, if you could have understand how – smart Elon Musk is. Right now, everybody thinks he's not, but yeah. he's still the richest, he, or the second richest man. Even He with built losing, a huge yeah. empire yes. from Tesla itself. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and with SpaceX. And, yeah. and yeah. he's a, a, a brilliant man. Yeah. But, and if you could have got in then when that window where they were splitting and all that, yeah. it's not, it didn't last forever. Right. But had you have been there, had you have been with somebody who could see that who had been seasoned in the marketplace, you could have made some money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't want to use Bitcoin because Bitcoin is to me a to me a Ponzi scheme, and that's my personal opinion. <laughs> sure. Okay. Sure. Um, but um, real estate is what I know. Yep. Okay. Yep. And yes, we had a lot of people in real estate that lost money in 2008 if they sold. Right. If they didn't sell and they just sat on it, they're sitting pretty right now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Well, the nice thing about real estate is it will always have inherent value. Yes. You know, like a stock can tank and potentially reach zero and you you know lose all the money you invested into it. You really can't do that with a house. So it, it's hard to completely lose with a house. Yes, yes. If it's, you hold on to it long enough, yeah. the only, you can get out of it. There's two other things that are, I, I think, more important to have ownership of than a house. Mm -hmm. One is air and the other one is water. Yeah. <laughs> very, very, yeah, very and, good point. Air, water, and probably food. So it's probably the fourth thing, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We need Shelter. air. What's a three, three, and three, right? Yeah. Air, water, and food. Yeah. Th three minutes, three so, days, 
30 days. Yeah. 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 Three minutes for air, three days for water, 30 days for food. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can yeah. live without a house, but I need to have air, water, and food. At least those things. The yeah. shelter is nice to have, but yes. probably, the like you say, the fourth most yeah. important thing. So those thing. are the things that will never go out of uh, value. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> yeah. And housing is one of them. Yeah. Then alcohol might be a, a close yeah. <laughs> one for many people after that. So, <laughs> well, there was a lot consumed in 2009. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I, I yeah. could, I could but only it, imagine. You know, we're, we're making fun yeah. of this, but really, but it, if you if you really want to build generational wealth, I'll get some seriousness here. If you really want to build generational wealth, you should sit down with somebody yeah. um, and talk about it. There are many ways of building generational wealth. We're experts in the real estate market, yep. okay? There are other people that build stocks or, or start companies or whatever, but real estate. Yeah. And if you want to do it, it, to me, it's one of the easiest ways of doing it. Yeah. You build it strong, you build it slow, and you build it powerful. We look forward to on the next ones and appreciate, Tom, your expertise on this then. You got it, Joe. Thank you for listening and watching the Nitty Gritty of Real Estate podcast here with the Tom J. Krieger team of Keller Williams, Southern Arizona. If you are interested in buying a home, selling a home, or even investing in real estate, we have 5,000 agents across the country that we can connect you to. If you need any free resources, feel free to check out our website at www.thetjkteam.com. We hope you have a great day.